Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Take on Trenton podcast here at NJBIA. My name is Chrissy Butis, and I'm the Chief Government Affairs Officer at the Association, and I'm joined by my colleague, Mike Wallace, Vice President of Government Affairs. Uh, Mike handles all of our employment, labor, workforce development, and federal affairs over at the State House, and it goes without saying he's been quite busy recently. I'm sure many of you are reading in the newspapers and via all of our communications about the several labor mandate bills that are currently pending before the legislature that have given us a lot of concern. And we were hoping to talk to you about them today a little bit, uh, about some of the impact and how you can reach out and get more information from Mike. So why don't we jump right into it? So Mike, it's been very busy uh, lately at the legislature. Um, we're currently in our lame duck session. And for those who aren't familiar, Familiar. That's a time period um, between Election Day and when the new legislature uh, assumes office, and that'll take place around mid-January. So essentially, any piece of legislation that isn't signed or taken action by the governor will essentially have to be reintroduced in that mid-January time frame. And so with that being said, we have several bills that have caused the business community a lot of concern. And I wanted to jump right into it and start with the independent contractor legislation. Uh, this this legislation would essentially uh, put into law any um, penalties and certain provisions that would make it um, illegal for someone to operate as an independent contractor. And I was hoping that you might be able to elaborate a little bit on what the bill does and why we're concerned with it and what we've been able to achieve thus far in terms of advocating against some of the provisions of this bill. Yeah, absolutely, Chrissy. Um, and thank you for uh, having me on and to discussing these uh, very important issues to the business uh, community. Um, so the independent contractor uh, bill, there has been um, a couple different iterations of this bill since it's been introduced in early November. Um, but essentially what the bill will do um, is um, codify. So there's some discrepancy on uh, what the intention of the bill is and what the what the bill would would actually do. Um, so the stated intention is to codify um, the current regulations, um, current uh, unemployment insurance law, uh, and current case law in regards to um, the ABC test, which is a test that workers uh, must um, satisfy in order to be determined uh, to be an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. um, this is a very strict test um, and it differs um, from worker to worker um, and in case by, it's a case by case basis and the commissioner has the ultimate authority to determine whether or not a worker is an independent contractor. Um, part of the issue um, is that this not only is the bill codifying um, the regulations, um, case law, uh, and um, current unemployment insurance law, but it's also codifying um, the, the way the commissioner is interpreting um, mm -hmm. those uh, laws and, and regulations. Um, so that's where our concern is. Uh, the concern is different depending on um, what type of worker you are. Um, we know that there are more workers now who want the flexibility to mm -hmm. be able to work when and where they want and uh, employers are um, hiring workers um, in that way. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, I mean, the bill right now has passed 
um, in both the Assembly Labor Committee and the Senate uh, Labor Committee. It was referred to the Senate Budget Committee in the Senate and uh, referred to the Assembly Appropriations Committee. Um, although we were expecting this bill to move uh, quickly, um, which it has, um, it has not been posted yet for um, a vote in the Assembly Appropriations Committee, which is meeting tomorrow. Um, it hasn't been posted on the Assembly board list, um, and that board list came out uh, yesterday. Um, so we're hopeful we, um, we have slowed this legislation up so we can continue the conversations uh, around what, the, um, what that ABC test um, should really look like. Well Thank you, Mike. Uh, that's a great, great overview of all the work that you've been doing and explains the difference between uh, where the legislation started and also where it stands today. Uh, I know you've testified several times in opposition to this bill, and I think it's important for all of our members to know that if you believe you would be impacted by this legislation, if you are an independent contractor or if you are a company that utilizes independent contractors, that this legislation could, in fact, impact you. And so I would encourage you to reach out to Mike directly. Uh, his email is mwallace at njbia.org. Uh, and we want to hear from you on this legislation. As Mike said, it is something that is currently being debated uh, in the legislature. And so it's really important to have and hear from our members on what that impact would be. And Mike would be more than happy to, to walk you through the legislation. So Mike, just going uh, further, another piece of legislation that's being considered right now is something that we commonly refer to as the Warren Act. And so I was hoping that you could give our members a a little bit of an overview about the bill. Um, again, I know this is a bill that you have been working with sponsors on uh, to get several amendments to. You've been testifying in opposition. However, we're able to secure those amendments. And I wanted to make sure that our members were aware of some of the implications of that legislation should it get signed into law. Yeah, so so the Warren Act um, is actually in, in current law. Uh, and currently, employers um, with more than 100 employees um, that are going to have mass layoffs um, which right now include, uh, I believe, 100 employees um, would need to notify the Department of Labor mm -hmm. um, that their their in, their in, intentions of um, having these layoffs. Mm -hmm. um, this bill, this proposed bill, um, would change the uh, number that the, the threshold that triggers the notification, um, so that employers. Um, with more than 100 employees that are now going to be laying off 50 or mm -hmm. more um, versus um, today it's 100 or more. Um, so it's going to lower the threshold. Um, in the current law, um, those employees would be um, have to be located in one location. Uh, in the proposed bill, um, those employees could be uh, in different locations mm -hmm. uh, throughout the state. Um, and it's for full-time and part-time employees. Um, in the proposed bill, um, it also requires these employers to uh, pay severance. Mm -hmm. um, now, currently, that requirement of severance packet of, of severance to these la uh, laid-off workers only applies if that uh, employer provides or doesn't provide the advanced notification. Mm -hmm. um, in this proposed bill. Um, whether or not the employer, uh, actually, if the employer does not provide the advance notice, um, there's an additional four weeks added to this proposed bill. So there'll be a mandatory severance um, included in this proposed bill, which is our primary concern um, with the bill. Um, it lowers the threshold um, 
need it to trigger the notification and it expands that notification from 60 days to 90 days. Um, so we're looking, um, we've worked with the Senate sponsor. Uh, we've been working with him since I believe May or June of this mm -hmm. year um, on this bill. We've re we were able to receive some substantial uh, amendments mm -hmm. to this bill. Um, there were provisions that would have impacted um, a change in ownership of uh, these types of employers um, and which would have required these the, these new owners to to keep all of the uh, um, prior employees um, in place. So we were able to, 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 to get a lot of uh, some substantial amendments uh, made to the bill. Um, we're still in talks with the, both the sponsors of the bill, the Senate and the Assembly sponsor. Um, they are willing um, or they've, they've indicated um, that they're willing to either do some cleanup, um, a cleanup bill. Um, we're trying to push to get some, some amendments done now in lame duck if they're going to move this. Um, so yeah, these um, we're still working with them, and hopefully we can we can get it done. Yeah. And Mike, I'm glad to hear that you were um, able to secure several amendments on that legislation, and also working with our with the sponsors of the bill. Um, it's always good to have that open communication with them and to understand the concerns of the business community. So yeah. thank you for that. Uh, to our membership, if you believe that this would impact you once again, I would encourage you to contact Mike directly, and he can again uh, fill you in on how this might impact your particular company. And then lastly, Mike, I know there is another uh, piece of legislation that has been uh, before the Senate Labor Committee, and that deals with increasing penalties for misclassification. Yes. And so we wanted to make sure our membership is informed about this particular bill, and I was hoping that you could fill us in a little bit more on that. Yeah, so so essentially this, um, this bill would enhance the penalties um, for, mis for employers who misclassify their workers. Um, to provide uh, between two hundred and a thousand dollar monetary penalty. Um, so currently, um, if a employer misclassifies their worker, um, that employee is subject to a penalty of uh, five hundred to a thousand dollars, and um, could be sentenced to ten to ninety days in jail. Um, so this new bill proposal would. Um, enhance that monetary penalty from two hundred to a thousand dollars. We have testified twice on this bill: once in the Senate Labor Committee, once in the Assembly Labor Committee. Um, we are outright opposed to this legislation. Um, we do we think it's an excessive to add to the already um, substantial penalties that are uh, in law in regards to misclassifying your workers. Great. Well, thank you, Mike. Yeah. Uh, so to our membership, these were just three of the top pieces of legislation that are pending in the in the labor committees that NJBIA has been opposed to. And again, working with our sponsor, with the sponsors of the legislation. And we want to hear from you if you believe any of these bills would impact you um, and your company. Uh, and again, you can contact Mike directly. He handles all of our, our labor advocacy. And there has been a very, very uh, big effort to push some of these pieces of legislation. So I hope that we were able to give you an overview of what is going on related to labor legislation during this lame duck period. Um, and as I mentioned to you, I want to have our membership reach out to us and see if they have any additional questions. But just rest assured, we are certainly, and Mike is there uh, day in and day out advocating on behalf of the business community. So we thank you for watching today and feel free to contact either Mike or myself at any point in time. Thank you.